0: Hi there precious kinklings this is Eden and I'm actually letting you know in advance that the audio on this episode is pretty wonky we had actually two episodes recorded this one and the one that'll be following next week that something just went wrong with the mics and maybe it's because it is Halloween season and there's a ghost in the machine I don't know but I really do want to apologize to you for the quality not being the best um we are working on this and trying to figure out why our brand new microphones are giving us this strangeness so uh Thank you for sticking with us. We hope you love this episode. And uh, without further ado, it's the original opening. Hi there, precious twinklings. We're your friendly neighborhood kingsters, Jen and Eden, and today we have another kingster here, Socks.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! So this is this is an interview that we wanted to do in honor of the witchy
0: season, correct? The haunted month is upon us, and we wanted to honor that with some blood play. That's right, folks. You heard me. I said blood play. And yes, you should probably be expecting more commentary from me throughout the rest of the episode, as the audio truly is haunted hello and
1: welcome to the case for kinky podcast this podcast discusses adult topics so if you are offended by adult topics or are under the age of 18 please stop listening now also while miss jen is a therapist the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not to be taken as personal therapy for you she is not your therapist and if she is your therapist, just remember that what she says only technically counts in your private sessions. So let's go ahead and get started. So first of all, Socks, do you want to just introduce yourself to the listeners who may not know you?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Socks. I've been a kinkster for uh, longer than has been allowed. Um, <laughs> I've been a dungeon goer for the last seven years, almost, and a blood player for Also the last seven years, like officially hardcore blood player for seven years. And, uh, I also work at a dungeon as a DM as head DM. So I run a kick-ass security team.
1: Yes. Which we fully appreciate since it is where we do our stuff. Also (laughs) sanctuary
0: socks will stop you from being on your phone. Do not test her. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody listen
1: to socks. If you're at Sanctuary. You have to listen to socks, whether she's working or not. Just listen to socks. Uh,
2: technically, I'm always working.
1: <laughs> All right, very cool. So, if somebody's listening who has no idea what the heck blood play is, they have no clue. What would you? How would you define that for them?
0: The question was: If somebody's listening who has never heard of blood play and has no idea what it is. How do you define that for them? The reason I'm repeating it is because when I was editing it just now, I could barely understand the words and I'm going to assume that you also could barely understand the words. But if not, I hope you appreciated this instant recap.
2: Uh, Blood play is any intentional drawing of blood. So there is also accidental blood play, like with whips um, or certain paddles if you aren't fully aware of their sharpness. But blood play would be any intentional drawing of blood.
0: So I love this. I By the way, so this is something that Miss Jen kind of knows, but we don't really discuss because she's not into blood play. I'm into blood play. Uh, huh, huh, huh. Oh boy. And I haven't done a lot of blood play. It's just that when you get really excited when you see blood, you figure I probably am into blood play. I, obviously I advocate for blood happening on purpose when it's consensual. I'm in, in a safe way. But you know, when you're growing up and you see blood on accident and you're like "Ooh, fancy that's kind of a cue that you may be into blood play to me it's kind of sacred but i wanted to ask you as
2: we're here talking about this what are the risks with blood play there's a handful of risks with blood play as with any type of play um the biggest one would be infection of any kind Since you are opening the skin, um, you are always at risk for an infection if you don't take care of it. Um, The other risks would be scarring. If you're not into that, I guess it would be a risk. You always treat blood as if it's hot, which I'm sure we will go over later in this podcast. Um, But any sort of bloodborne pathogen would be a risk with blood play. What are the things that you could do to mitigate that risk? Having very strict protocols when it comes to uh, taking care of your wounds, I guess, um, would be one of those risks to mitigate them, making sure that you shower daily, wear clean clothes, keep your cuts or needle holes um, clean and bandage them if need be. If you knowing how your body heals is a really good thing when you do blood play. Um, Like for me, I scar very easily and very well. So I know that no matter how big, small, whatever, cut, hole, needle, whatever I have, it will scar. Um, and they do have scar patches nowadays. So if you do accidentally get a scar, well, not accidentally, but if you don't realize you scar um, and you don't want that scar, you can put a scar patch on it and it'll, it'll disappear for the most part. Um, but if you're doing things like sutures or cuttings those will scar without a doubt and those will be there for years and eventually fade but you could always feel that they're there
1: when you say I scar well what does that
2: mean <laughs> um <laughs> that means that I don't keloid very easily gotcha. um a keloid scar is like a build-up of scar tissue where it's it's raised and bumpy and it could actually grow to be some sort of like mass almost on your skin um i do have some keloid scars uh but they're very very small and um were totally my fault because i wasn't doing the proper things i needed to make them not keloid scar um but i scar well means that like no matter what you do to me, it's going to leave a scar of some kind. (laughs) My skin is just like, yes, we will hold on to this forever.
1: So if you're into blood play and scars, you're a good, a good person to go to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just to, just to make it clear for people that just because you do blood play or anything else that is under that category, you could scar quote unquote, well, but you could also scar and end up with keloid scarring because I have a keloid scar from a surgery. That's the only blood play I do apparently is having surgeries. Um,
0: (laughs) I don't know if that counts as blood play, but I love that you go into the surgery and you're like, let's do some fucking blood play. That's great. Well,
1: you know, I'm contributing um, to the conversation. Uh, But yeah, so like I have one that, that turned into a keloid scar, but the rest didn't. So it's, you never know. You could, scar depending on either what the part of the body or how it's treated or that kind of stuff correct
2: yeah yeah it really depends on the part of the body what types of um activities you're doing while you're healing so i did a body modification scarification piece on my right forearm we did an ink rubbing which is where you like carve a design into the skin and then rub tattoo ink into it and hope the tattoo ink stays and it did, and it's green and it's ivy, and it's really cute. But I was in physical therapy for my arms while it was healing and that caused parts of it to keloid scar.
0: So the yeah. other question that I wanted to ask on this topic, before we go into the next space, the next space,
2: Jesus this question.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what, is, okay. what excites you the most about blood play? Because I think that a lot of people hear about blood play and they typically have a fear reaction or a disgust reaction. I do not. Um, but why is blood play for you
2: so fulfilling and exciting? Um, I, I would have to agree with that statement, first of all, that a lot of people hear blood play and they freak out. Um, they think it's scary, um, which it can be. But my favorite part about it is, is actually just like the bleeding part. Um, <laughs> there's... Some- <laughs> so cathartic about just like bleeding like I would have rocked it in like the 1800s when they're like oh you're ill let me bleed you and I'd be like yes please do it <laughs> um yeah but I I really enjoy um like the physical bleeding aspect the feeling of warm blood dripping down my body which sounds really weird now that it's out there out loud but um, no, it's great. But that's- it's great. <laughs> um I find it really cathartic um you know like releasing the stress of the world it helps me be in my body and focus on only like one thing at a time uh which is really difficult for me so it's it's nice I've uh I've definitely used a lot of blood play to release like pent-up emotions um especially when I was like dealing with a lot of personal stuff I was doing blood play a lot and it was it was very helpful uh being able to just like scream and actually scream and like cry and just be in so much like physical pain that like you can't think about anything else
0: that catharsis yeah Yeah. well and, and what strikes me about what you said is the similarity to what a lot of people who do just impact play like that's what they often describe and so what you're what you're saying I feel anybody could resonate with who enjoys any sort of pain or grounding exercise to be in their body do you feel like when you're doing blood play there is like a bond that forms between you and the person you're playing with because they're also leaving marks on your skin and reminders of this kind of like sacred exchange of energy. So the question there, in case you missed it, was do you feel like there's a bond that forms between you and the top because of the marks they're leaving and the sacred exchange of energy?
2: Absolutely. True blood player is not the the right term. If you intend on doing blood play like if you're not accidentally doing it if you intend on making someone bleed that is a a huge bond between you and that person it's a um connection that's really intense and you you're putting a lot of trust between two people or three people whatever you're potentially putting your life in that person's hands you know um You're trusting them to use clean, sterile materials. You're trusting them to know anatomy and be as safe as you possibly can be. And my blood play partner, we've been partners for seven years coming this, this November. Blood-aversary. I know, (laughs) blood-aversary is so cute. And we'll do something wild for it, too. We already have a performance planned for my birthday. But it's it's a huge type of relationship. You know, there's so much trust. And it could go wrong in so many ways. And you have to know that that person's not going to do something wrong. Make a wrong cut. Put a needle in the wrong place. And, uh, I mean, you could seriously damage somebody.
0: So this is a a good opportunity to bring up the concept of risk-aware consensual key. I wish you could say you heard that right, but you probably didn't, which is why I'm here to repeat Risk aware consensual kink, also known as rack. This is a riskier form of play, right? So, thanks for bringing that piece up, and also thanks for speaking to that connection because I think um, sometimes people go into kinky situations or to like high intense experience and they don't process like what that does psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually to you. Um, so, thank you for
1: speaking to that. I want to know what if you're willing to to talk about your how did you learn about blood play, and what was your first experience
0: like? Please tell me that you accidentally <laughs> cut yourself and you're like, ah, oh, this is hot. Now I want to do with uh, people. Totally
2: kind of, you. yeah, oh my that's that's kind of how it went. Um, so I I've always been really fascinated by blood. Like as a child, I wanted to be like a CSI. You know, like <laughs> I I just I liked blood. It 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 looked cool. It's my favorite color. Like I I love it. <laughs> What's and your favorite color? Was- blood. Sorry. Blood red is
0: my favorite color. Blood red. Awesome.
2: Um and I just I always found it so interesting that like there was something underneath your skin, you know, that like everybody had and like you cut yourself and then it's just there. You know, and when I was a teenager, I was very odd and had very weird friends and I got into a play knife fight with a kid and I know we're stupid, but, um, he sliced open my finger and I was like, okay, that's dope. That's, that's kind of <laughs> cool. Like that hurt, but, um, and i like bled a lot and did I he freak out. No, he did not freak out. But the mother of the house that we were at freaked out, um, and <laughs> oh. shocker shocker you know a bunch of teenagers playing with knives and the parents are not okay with it but uh (laughs) it it kind of like started something for me and you know as I got older I started like trying to find kinksters trying to find somebody who knew what they were doing and I found a lot of people who didn't know what they were doing as well of course shocker, um, being young and naive and not knowing any better. But my my first like real blood play experience was like just small little knife cuts on my back. And like, eventually, I found fat life and I found my blood play partner. Um, and really, like my first true blood play experience that was like, a lot of blood and very intentional was with my current blood play partner and it was it was it was wonderful. It was very eye opening to like the the fact that there are other people who are also fascinated by these things and that I wasn't odd. I mean I am odd, but I wasn't like alone in my oddness. (laughs) There's other odd people in the world. Yeah, my odd goes with other people's odd. I'll ask the next question.
0: (laughs) It's not too early and this is not me before coffee has hit. Okay, well this is what You kind of already started talking about this, but sauce. tell us, are there multiple types of blood play? And if so,
2: which ones? And if so, from that, what's your favorite one? Uh, There are many types of blood play, Um, most of which do a lot of mm, damage isn't the right word, but like um, have a heavy impact on the body. So the lightest form of blood play would be probably needles. Uh, Because they leave very relatively small holes. Um, The holes will heal. They don't normally scar unless you get into big gauges. There's needlework. There's scalpel cutting. There's knife cutting. um, Which I don't normally suggest to people. Because a scalpel is meant to cut the skin and a knife is not. Um, So scalpels leave nice clean cuts, knives can tend to leave wonky looking marks on a person's body, but you work with what you have access to. And most people don't know where to get scalpels from. Honestly, I don't even know where to get scalpels from, but, um, there's also like more extreme types of blood play, like hook suspensions or hook pulls. I mean, we've, I don't know if you guys saw this a couple of years for the last couple of years at, at, uh, DomCon, but you could put nails through someone's body, oh, which shit. is how, yeah. How,
0: how did I miss that? Where was I? You I didn't.
1: I mean, I, having been around a while, I've I've either seen or heard of you know the the nail thing as well as like the um like self cannibalism performances and things yep. like that.
2: Yeah. And yeah, and you could put skewers through your body. I mean, the human body is is fairly durable for most of this stuff. It just, the the key is it needs to be sharp enough to go through the skin. And I mean, you only really need seven pounds of pressure. So to break the skin, but there's there many. Go. That's, types that's for blood trivia
1: blood night right there.
2: Yeah. Seven pounds of pressure to break the skin. <laughs> um, yeah. There's, there's many types of blood play. My favorite would probably as a bottom would probably be cuttings. I love them. I think they're gorgeous. Um, I, I really enjoy my cuttings. I do them on my back with a scalpel and they, I call them my gills. Yeah. They look like gills, you know, and at one point in my life, they really helped me to breathe. Um, so that's why Aww. I started calling them my gills. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Right. Yeah. Um, as a top though, needlework is definitely my favorite. I like the intric- intricacy of it um i like that you can make pretty pictures with all the different colors and you can do a lot <laughs> of really fun stuff with needles or you can you know accidentally super glue them into your body oh do you remember that
0: i vaguely actually do <laughs> i remember a panic of like ah shit like it was an oh shit yeah. so, like the person who had it super glued was prepared to handle the stress it was me glued. you were prepared you're like you were like oops it oh
2: it was fine it you was, got but this. it was it was that moment of shit these aren't coming out
1: (laughs) (laughs) well and for for listeners who aren't local or who don't know or who haven't come to club awakening during the month of october typically my surprise booth in october is traditionally needles and we have little we take like cupcake toppers yeah like the little like you know that you put into cupcakes that are like little bats and little witch hats and whatever and we glue those glue to the
2: yeah we glued them in but what happened was we used the wrong type of glue for my Halloween costume which was a fallen angel and we accidentally super glued we were super gluing feathers into needles and the super glue dripped down the needle and they got stuck in my yeah, back
0: yeah <laughs> i remember this because you, you looked beautiful oh it was, it was gorgeous stunning. oh my. yeah goodness. the feathers
1: yeah. and stuff and most people were walking around with like just like little backs or backs bats sticking out of like you know the from behind their shoulders and stuff it was very cute um but yeah you had all the feathers it was gorgeous I amazing
0: had like this fallen angel like this bloody fallen angel vibe like it was sick it was sick sorry yeah anyways, that's pictures my go-to. On-
2: yeah, there's pictures on Fet and on my Instagram, but there's a that's always my costume for awakening Halloween because I like the feathers. It's I'm so fun. sad you won't be yeah. there this time. I, oh, I'm so bummed when you texted me. I was like, ah, boo. Yeah, yeah literally boo. Oh, um, yeah. No. yeah. See Halloween puns coming at you. <laughs> oh, Never boy. stop. Never stop washing
0: me with Halloween. <laughs> like just put the funds and all the references <laughs> for year round. <laughs> um I I have a question back, back to the question, back to the,
1: interview. I, I have a question about stereotypes and assumptions that people have around blood play and like, what are some of them that you hear and what are some of your favorites
0: just for the listeners face socks just made was fantastic. Okay, here we go. Sox, <laughs> lay, lay it on us. Like
1: I have a feeling
0: that socks
1: has heard some shit, uh, oh. and do some myth busting for us
2: so my there's many stereotypes and assumptions about blood players, and my favorite assumption is that um we're very like how do I phrase this um my my favorite so i I did a an interview for a different YouTube channel like last year two years ago, and my favorite comment was, "God, don't you realize you need therapy and I was like buddy I'm in therapy and my therapist supports me in this like also we all need
1: therapy like what's the point of that question
2: (laughs) it was just really funny it was like dude my therapist supports me in this like you think I don't tell my therapist and that I'm not (laughs) in therapy of course I'm in therapy but there's a lot of there's a lot of stereotypes the biggest stereotype being that we are like mean and and like not grumpy that's not the word I'm looking for but like vicious (laughs) like vicious human beings you know like we play with the scary sharp bloody things and like that like we're not nice but like we're lovely human beings yeah a lot of people think that we're really like mean um and just like very mentally unstable which I mean you know but um hey I I got a job for a reason just saying exactly (laughs) um a lot of people think that we're we're just like messed up, you know? Like even within the king community, outside the king community, oh yeah, people think we're insane. But in the king community, there's a lot of people who still think that there's like something wrong with us. That like, you know, like there's some sort of like defect and that's why we do this like scary, horrific thing to ourselves. Even though we're all doing scary semi-horrific things to ourselves and others like yeah I just want to say like
1: like as somebody who's not a blood player all the blood players that I know are delightful wonderful people I just want to put that out there so I will help you with that myth busting
2: (laughs) yeah it's like how um you know like the punk kid is always the nicest kid in class I I always tell people that my blood play partner when you look at him he's horrifying like he has a large presence yeah he's like shaved head tattoos over his entire body like when you just make a like presumption about him you're gonna assume that he is like mean and gonna kick you in the face for no reason but he is the sweetest I've ever met He's literally the nicest human on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like it's, we're all very delightful people, and I just, I, I wish more people wouldn't prejudge us. Yeah. Or post judge us, you know? They meet me and they're like, "Oh, you're so lovely. Oh, you do blood play," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm post-genity post-genity so lovely.
1: <laughs> Still the same person.
2: Yeah, it doesn't change anything. <laughs> yeah, I think also people like, I, I believe that
0: people freak out because we are taught from an early age even when we're small children that having your skin break open is the worst thing that can happen to you i think there's like a fear like that they're going to somehow end up having themselves cut if they like i don't know it just seems yeah like consent isn't a
2: thing in our world or something like i'm not just gonna stab you without permission (laughs) I'm not just gonna like unconsensually do something to you like that's not how this world works. Well, Uh. I mean,
0: also, the only time we really see blood play in media, which I am very big. And if you ever hear me talk, I believe 100% that the way that we perceive the world around us is almost entirely shaped by stories we consume. And most of us consume stories by watching TV and movies. And the only blood we see in movies and people who play with blood are like Harley Quinn characters. Like if you, that's why you must be crazy. Because or you're,
2: vampires.
0: Yeah, Or vampires. We <laughs> it's always the
2: bad guy.
0: Yeah. It's always the bad guy. Yeah. The crazy bad guy who's unhinged yeah. and kind of hot. But like he's going to kill you after he blood plays you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's always like some sort of weird serial killer, like Jeffrey Dahmer kind of weirdness going on. Yeah, we need
0: more representation of happy, healthy blood players.
2: Clearly, the media, yeah, needs to which suck we enough. will not get. That's no. not a thing that'll happen ever. So, well, you know, we know,
1: well, could... we also don't get that for Kingsters across the board.
2: Well,
0: Kingsters get some True. representation that's positive, but. Eh. I, I agree that I think blood play is going to be a hard sell because most people are like, that's demonic. I'm going
1: to throw out a word that's super random right now and see what you have to say about it. Ready? Uh-huh. Leeches.
0: This is the part where we talk about leeches. Now, I'm going to go ahead and take a guess that you already know if you have a tolerance to discuss leeches. Um, but to be very clear, this is leeches in conjunction with blood play in a modern, like, recent context. So not just talking about historically how leeches have been used, but a recounting of how they were recently used by somebody. So if that sounds like something that you do not want to hear, I suggest you hop off the episode at this point and join us next week to discuss vampires, another type of leech that you might have higher tolerance for in terms of discussing. We look forward to seeing you then. If this is when we say goodbye, and if not, if you are super ready for the leech conversation, stick around because it's about to start.
2: <laughs> um. Okay. So that was a thing. Yep. That was a time. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm never doing that again. Oh shit. But, oh. Oh, it's a th- oh, I
1: didn't prepare oh. Eden. For oh, That, yeah, no, that, that was just was... something that I got up because I've Did... seen. I've seen it. Like God, in... that life way, yeah, way, was... way, way,
2: way down there. Six years a... ago. Way, way, oh. way down. There. Holy shit. So I was at sanctuary and my my blood play partner just like yells from across the room like socks. And I like come over there and he just looks at me and goes leeches. And I was like, I'm down. And <laughs> of I, course, I didn't even think about it. I was like, <laughs> yes. I'm from the valley. So like, I, we don't have leeches in our bodies of water here. That's not a thing. Like, I don't have childhood trauma like most of my friends do when it comes to leeches. Like, I've never gone into a lake and come out with one on my body. So when he was like, <laughs> leeches, I was like, sure, why not? Blood sucking weird black things that stay on my body. Sure, let's do it. That have, I think they have like 238 teeth. Don't quote wow. me on that, but it's something like that, a lot and they're of teeth. like, yeah, it's a lot of teeth um we we definitely did that thing, and I kept them as a, as pets um
0: yeah, <laughs> did you but name
2: I'm them? no, I did not name them um it it didn't really go very well though it it didn't go very well. They're very finicky creatures, and they have to be kept at certain temperatures before and after feeding, and we did not do that so unfortunately they all passed away um because we 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 did research on like how to feed them and what happens to your body after they like bite you but we didn't do a lot of research because like they live in lakes like that's gross like live in a fish (laughs) tank that should be fine apparently it wasn't fine um yeah I felt really bad which is why I'll never do it again um and also, my blood play partner's cat had a fondness for taking them out of the tank. Oh, the cat oh. is weird. Okay, the cat is weird.
1: <laughs> See, I would it probably is, name uh, them all different types of blood types. I'd be like, "Rest in peace, AB positive. Rest in peace, you know, A negative. I don't know."
2: Yeah, that'd be <laughs> that would be great. Um, they're vicious little things, though. Um, the last one that 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 I had, I like went to clean out the water like change out the water and it bit me and then I just had to sit there for the next half an hour until it was done eating me oh.
1: yeah like this is not consensual honestly in <laughs> no. a little
0: bit there's a little bit of a Wednesday Adam's vibe going on with this story and I really love it. oh yeah very- oh yeah okay I
2: just, yeah was, I wanted to throw was, that out there <laughs> yeah it was a time it was an experiment I actually did it twice Uh, I met this very interesting human and he like farmed leeches. Yeah, I know. And so he like saw that I played with them once and he was like, oh, come feed my leeches. I was like, sure, why not? I've done this before. It's an interesting way to like bleed. Because like, okay, so one leech will make you bleed for two to three hours because they pump anticoagulant into you, into like that general area. Hmm. But when you put seven of them down your tummy, you bleed for 12 hours. And I was unprepared for that. And so (laughs) I don't know if I've ever told you the story. But so I bled for 12 hours completely through the dress that I was wearing. And we didn't know why I was bleeding for so long. And so um, it just so happened that my blood play partner's doctor friend called and he told him what was up and the doctor friend was like maybe you should go to the hospital maybe there's something wrong so the closest hospital is a catholic hospital oh good So <laughs> i walk in like pale white because i was not in the sun that year <laughs> and uh completely covered in blood That's looking hot. like i got shot 12 <laughs> times in the stomach oh. with this like horrifying man who's the nicest person in the world when you get to know him but Mm -hmm. from just looks this horrifying man and it's like 11 o'clock at night and we just walk into this catholic hospital (laughs) and like this was pre-quarantine so like the people who were wearing masks were like obviously very sick and they were like leaning away from us like they were gonna catch the devil from us or something it was was gonna
1: say you gotta just tell them that that you know your partner was trying to you know pull the the demons out of you
2: exactly oh my god it was so funny and then as soon as we get checked in and they take my blood pressure I stopped bleeding so we left
1: oh my god
2: it was just so funny Oh my God, it was so funny.
1: Oh, oh, I'm so glad I I threw that in there.
2: But hold on, yeah. can I
0: just highlight? I just want to pull out of that beautiful story to me, the cream of the crop, like the cherry on top is, come feed my leeches. That line, <laughs> that line is the best pickup line I've ever heard. Also the worst and terrifying. And also it worked. So someone in the world has said that and as a result, got his leeches. Somebody said.
1: said, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was me. I said, okay. That's awesome.
1: I'm the problem, it's me. Um,
0: yeah.
2: I don't even know how to continue the interview from that because that was so great. Um, well,
1: I wanted, well, uh, here's a great way to continue it. Socks, if we could ask you any question that we have not yet asked you that you would love to be asked about blood play, what would it be?
0: Hold on, sorry. So let me rephrase that. Um. Can you do our labor for us and also give the interview questions? <laughs> well, <And> no.
1: <laughs> we're not. The thing is, is that we're not blood players. So we might be missing a, a question that we just haven't thought of that.
0: Oh, I have a question, though, before you come oh up with questions God. that you have to answer for yourself. Um, this is OK. Everybody, everybody calm down before I ask it. Everyone chill out. Everything is fine. We are all well. I'm just, just asking a question. Go. Can you can you eat blood? Can you drink blood? If you make sure that person is safe, can you consume it? So um,
2: you, know, you can consume blood on a small scale okay so the human body is not really like into consuming itself if you you can drink like a couple ounces of blood but like any more than that and you you will throw up um so it's very humans don't like digesting humans basically that's fair like i i, that I saw
1: sense. yeah i saw a demo once a, a blood play demo and it was you know long-term partners did, did that did this and you know had done all the safety stuff testing blah 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 and um they basically did like cutting and then the top would you know lick the blood off of them and so i'm assuming you know it's oh, small amounts right yeah right. small
2: amounts is fine but yeah, if you if you drink too much, especially of your own blood, like you, you will get really sick. Um your body does not like to to digest that much that much blood. Um and I'm pretty sure that goes for any amount of blood. There's just a lot of like I mean, there's a lot of iron in that, you know, like it'll I mean you'll be very healthy if you do digest it. But what um, if it's cooked? Oh does that changed
0: Are you cooking <laughs> blood? See my question, like what if, no, my what question, if my question you was it. But your question went
2: over the line. What if we <laughs> cook the blood? What if they Why have? would we cook I'm, the blood? I don't know. I like to cook it's and like bake, so it's where I, I went. Or something. I don't know. That's that's a little odd. <laughs> but if you are going to drink someone's blood, whether it's just a lick or anything, you do want to make sure that you go through the proper testing and you know this person. You definitely don't want to lick a stranger's blood. Well, yeah, that's um, true. What I'm basically asking don't do you that, have- kids. <laughs> yeah disease. don't don't lick a blood off of a person you don't know because oh. you don't know if they're so I used a term earlier that I would actually like to go over uh, it's the term hot so blood oh, is right. always considered oh. hot and that goes for anyone who deals with blood personally or professionally you treat blood as if it's hot meaning you treat blood as if it has every single blood borne pathogen in it whether it does or not that's how you treat blood. Um, so if you are going to blood bond with somebody, you do want to get tested for all of the bloodborne pathogens and make sure that you aren't going to put somebody at risk. When you do blood bond with someone, that makes it a lot easier to do certain types of blood play because then you don't mind if it like gets all over your hands or your face or whatever. You know, like I'm one way blood bonded with my blood play partner, obviously, because I'm the bottom in this relationship. <laughs> um, but, you know, like blood is potentially a dangerous thing. You don't yeah. you yeah. can't just look at it, know what's in it.
0: And I think important <laughs> in the context of consuming, but also people should be keeping in mind, touching any blood directly if you have any opening in your skin or anything like that yeah in your eye any new dismembering yeah your mouth nose your eyes you know you got a
2: hangnail
0: i went right for the jugular and said, can you can you drink it? Can you eat it? But you can also have the same impact from just touching it. To be, yeah.
2: yeah, you have a cut on your body and then someone else's blood gets in it. You, you should really clean that out as soon as possible if you don't know this person.
0: Blood is a potentially very, very dangerous substance. So make sure if you're doing any sort of blood play and you're going to come in contact with somebody's blood that you have already made sure you're all good to go in terms of testing. Because you don't know if there is a cut on you or an opening on you or a mucous membrane on you or something on you that is open where their blood can get into your body or vice versa. Get tested and be safe.
1: To round this all out, now that I've been the weird one about cooking,
2: cooking blood. I'm just, I don't
1: know.
0: Did
2: you put them into pies? Is that how you handle it? No. Is this like a Sweeney Todd thing? I was thinking Hannibal, but
1: yeah, no, I just, I don't like you know when there's water you're like on survivor and there's water and you have to boil it and then you can drink it like I just I don't know it's just what
2: popped up in my head so now we're boiling blood <laughs> okay well Happy that's how really, if you boiled blood like you would boil off the water and then yeah. you would just be left with the formed <laughs> elements
1: like it would be reduced down it would be a, a blood reduction
0: well actually <laughs> yeah, really what is become pasty almost <laughs> that's interesting I wonder what the qualities of Can we, you know what, we probably probably need to not go down this route because at some point we're (laughs) going to have to cut it out of the episode because it's too intense, but I am wondering what blood paste would be like and what the qualities of it would be like studying blood that's been boiled down. I wonder if they studied it. Well,
2: if you boiled blood, I'm pretty sure it would destroy all of your cells. Also, there
1: are people that work in hospitals that like, quote unquote, clean blood in terms of like separating out all the different elements of the blood and, and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So now that we've got off the rails, thanks to me, I apologize. What if if people listening to this were to take away one or two things from this interview? What would you want those things to be?
2: That, well, for one, blood players, we're not scary people. You know, we do scary things and I get it. A lot of people are afraid of needles. It's like one of the most common phobias, but just because we do it, doesn't mean that we want to do it to you like consent is still a thing in this world and we don't we're not going to push our interests on other people um I really I really want people to understand that that just because I do something um that scares you doesn't mean that I'm going to intentionally push it on you Miko. shush Miko. <laughs> um hold on I'm gonna mute myself because I'm gonna yell at him (laughs) it did nothing it did nothing he's yelling back I think he's more excited now sometimes yeah um the second thing I would really like people to take away from this would be that if you are going to do blood play do your research whether that's on some sort of website there are actually websites um that discuss how to take care of wounds and how to do scarification properly and stuff like that. But do your research, whether that's a website or talking to a blood player in your community, because things can go wrong. And when they go wrong, they go really wrong because you're dealing with sharp objects. You know, I've had accidents that needed butterfly sutures or actual stitches. So it's, it is a, more dangerous side of S&M. So be careful, do your research, and re- really vet your partner before you decide to go into blood playing with them.
1: Thank you, Socks, for being with us on this lovely morning. Uh, to those listening, I don't know what time it is for you, but thank you for being here. We hope that the people that are listening, one, we're willing to listen. We, we will put trigger warnings all over this episode, um, but hopefully people are willing to listen even just from a place of wanting to learn and understand better even if it's not something that is their kink. And we hope that if it is something you're interested in, that you learned something and have some takeaways that were that were positive. So thank you, Socks, so much for
2: being here. Um, this was yeah, wonderful. Thank you for ha- this was really fun. Yay.
0: <laughs> and uh happy halloween month to all those oh, out there happy. sorry i got distracted um it's halloween all month of october and part of november and it's also been halloween in september so it's been halloween for a while now so that's how halloween. we celebrate yeah,
2: spooky season
0: yes. Starts
2: september yes. yeah first yes <laughs> so
0: we hope you enjoyed this spooky episode about blood play and uh we'll see you next time here on ks for kinky hold on socks we say bye all together and go bye you should do it with us ready Okay. Bye. Bye. Of course, we cannot end an episode about blood or anything else without thanking our amazing team. We're talking about.
1: What is this voice you're doing? Tussled Lena and Sid.
0: <laughs> Sid helps
1: us uh, design the techie stuff that we're not great at. And Lena helps us uh, mod the discord. And it's all around the best vampire cheerleader ever and tussled is like master level note taker uh and just helps us all around is wonderful so thanks to the, thanks to all three
0: thanks <laughs> are hard they get caught in the throat.
1: words are difficult
0: um we also want to shout out our Call Me kinklings pudding and
1: jenny jenny yay!
0: Woo, pudding and jenny you guys are awesome we appreciate you um, if you wanna be a Call Me Kinkling, you can by being a patron. <laughs> but you could also just like, you know, spend like a dollar a month and be a patron too, and that would get you access to some stuff on the Discord. So extra channels. Woot woot. What are you waiting for? Also, um, we hope you enjoyed this amazing episode about blood play. Um, if you did, give us a five-star review. If you didn't Um, Still give
1: us a five-star review. Yep.
0: Uh, (laughs) And we will catch you on the flip side. Be well, precious kinklings. Bye. Bye. Oh, also,
2: happy Halloween.